Hello, beautiful humans. First of all, thank you for listening to Crone by Design, a Dash of Everything podcast. I am your host, Miranda Meyer McCarty. Welcome to another week of Crone by Design, a Dash of Everything. This week, my Dash of Everything is still, I am so excited to announce that in 2025, I am extending my Crone by Design world and adding another branch, which is Crone by Design Markets. And in March of 2025, I am going to have my first ever market that I am hosting, that I have a juried application that I am sending to vendors. It is a very small space I'm working with. But especially with it being my first market, I kind of want to keep it small because I'm really looking at the quality because uh, the title of it is Spring Equinox Market. And so I'm looking at things that are more into the spring equinox, things that are more spiritual and witchy and just open and creative and just very loving. So I'm working with a lot of other small businesses to make this happen, and I'm very, very excited. And I don't have the application open to the public yet. I am first working on my vendors that I am personally inviting because I've been a vendor for a couple years now, owning my shop, networking. And so I've met a lot of great people already that I want to showcase. So I am working on inviting them this spring and getting those people in and see if they're able to do my market. And then the summer, I am working on opening my vendor applications to other people and having it on my website and everything. And so that's kind of if I'm a little slow with that is like I'm trying to really be very thoughtful in the pieces I put together for this market, especially it being my first ever market. But I also want this market to represent me and how thoughtful and respectful and loving and healing that my business is. And so I really want to make sure the people I'm inviting and bringing into the space are along those lines. And so I know many incredible people, but I think it's also an amazing event because it will be in Lafayette, Indiana. It will be in downtown in the Lafayette Brewing Company on their second floor. And so I'm just very, very excited. And so this year you will not hear me shut up about it. Quite frankly, I am very excited about it. And I'm just putting all the pieces together. It's going to be a market where there will be a entry fee of $3 per person. And so you'll come in, you'll check in, you'll get your ban. And then you can sign up for holistic services. So I'm working with different people who are into Reiki, into massage, and into henna artists and tarot readers and different mediumships as well with divination. And then I'm hoping to have a couple, a little secretive people that I'm trying to get into my market because I'm very excited. I've met them at a few different markets and I hope that I can get in contact with them. And so you can sign up for those services and while you're waiting for 
like your time slot, you can go to our cash bar. Like Lafayette Brewing Company is a brewery, but they also have a full bar as well. And I'm currently working with them to make a signature market drink. And so we're collaborating on that. And so you can go to the cash bar, you can get the signature drink, or you can get a beer, a wine, a cocktail, whatever floats your boat. And so you can sign up, go get your drink, mingle with your friends, but then also shop the amazing, unique vendors that are out there because I am really trying to find something very like, I'm part of this one market that I absolutely love and it's called Spirit Fest and they also have now a sister market called Mayfest and it's at Camp Chesterfield and that place is just so magical and it's just such a safe and loving and healing environment that you can run into complete strangers all day but they're going to be so loving so open and so glad that you're there and I just want to take just a teeny bit of that feeling of amazingness and connectedness and to be on that hollowed ground and of course like maybe some people breweries are a hollow ground but I'm trying to bring it into Lafayette West Lafayette area so yes uh, this is just the beginning of me not shutting up about it but I'm very excited about it and I hope you are too and I also want to note in all of my podcast episodes, I know all of the sources I use are in the show notes of each episode, and I also add links for further reading, website, books, and sometimes tools. And in the show notes, I also add the link to all things Crone by Design, ranging from the podcast and all the platforms it's on, the website my social media, and more. I just now got a Facebook page for Crone by Design. If you just look up Crone by Design, it will pop up. And I literally just created it and I let it be live for a couple weeks and just adding my normal posts that I do on Instagram, translating over there. And so I'm just very excited about that. And so I just want to reiterate that in the show notes of each episode are the sources that I use for each episode, but also so much information. Like if you get inspired and you want to rabbit hole your own way into one of the topics I cover, I do have a whole bunch of further reading uh, links and everything to look into. So please check that out. And yeah, my next market... Uh, will be this weekend on Sunday. It is called Fountain Square Psychic Fair and it's in Fountain Square, Indianapolis. And so I'm very excited. I have not been to Fountain Square yet with my business and with this going on is going to be incredible. And I met a lovely lady in her shop at Winterfest and she told me that she is in like this pagan witch group and that they have a whole vendors market on that on Facebook that is for Indiana and so that is lovely try to word that out and look for it but they also on the same day are going to have I believe a pagan pride fest and so that's going to be just right around the corner of the psychic fair 
And so I'm very excited. It's going to be a very magical weekend. So if you are in that area, please stop by and check us out because we all just want to help. Just, you know, want to help. And so I am very excited about that. And yeah, I am working on developing a few new products and that always excites me. As you know, I hand blend all of my own essential oils and I focus on effective, affordable feminine healthcare because you know, you you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to elaborate much more. You know, we need help in this area and especially in a healthcare system that does very little research in collaboration in trying to find treatment options for a lot of feminine healthcare things. It's very frustrating. <laughs> and so there are many, many incredible researchers that I work with and my professional job that I can't wait to see what they do with the future of feminine healthcare. But that being said, I am here right now and I am blending national, national, whew, natural products that are focusing on menopause, that is focusing on PCOS, it's focusing on feminine libido, balancing hormones, and PMS, and I am just getting started. So I'm very excited. There are a few, there are few, there are many branches into feminine health that I am looking at, and I am researching, and I want to find ways to naturally help you through these issues. So that's a little bit I mean, a lot of it. We're going on 10 minutes of me not shutting up. And I, we're not even talking about the podcast episode yet. So, okay. I will switch up gears and we will dive into this week's topic. And we will be discussing magic in the moon phases. As I was saying, this week we are discussing the moon the moon phases, and the magic that comes with working with the moon. This topic is very interesting as I love to work with the moon, but I am very surface level with working with it. So in this episode, we are deep diving into the symbolism, moon magic, and the eight main moon phases with the magic they bring. So what does the moon symbolize? The moon represents many different things, especially if you look at it from a geographic and cultural standpoint. Everyone around the world has access to view, work, and or worship the moon. We are going to talk through a few different symbolizations the moon has, but of course, it is not an exhaustive list, so if you hold the moon in a different light, do not be alarmed. The first symbolism is cycles and phases. As we are all aware, the moon is always changing its appearance and in doing so, it is also symbolizing the cycles and passage of time. It is a constant reminder of the natural ebb and flow of the universe and all living things. The second symbolism is femininity and motherhood. The moon is often symbolized by female deities. The moon is viewed as a symbol of femininity, motherhood, and nurturing energy. Another way to make the comparison complete is by thinking of the soft, 
relaxing glow of the moon, being feminine energy. And then the sun, with its harsher light, is more of a masculine energy. Another symbolization is growth and manifestation. As the moon continues through its moon phases, it shows a route of growth, which in turn symbolizes the process of manifesting desires with a focus on spiritual or mystical practices. The next is mystery and magic, as the moon is still very mysterious too, especially how it affects the earth, the tides, and nature. The next one is duality and balance. Due to the moon's relationship with the sun, it shows a symbolism of duality, such as light, dark, male, female, conscious, unconscious. It creates a balance between the opposites. And of course, the last is transformation and renewal. As the cycle of the moon phases continues from new to full and back again, the moon is a powerful symbol of transformation, renewal, and rebirth. Now to dive into the moon magic. Have you ever felt the pull and enchantment that the moon brings? If you have, you just might be what some might call a moon witch or a lunar witch. Of course, you might adore and follow the moon and not want to be called anything but a witch and that is perfectly fine. A moon witch is someone who draws upon the energies of the moon in their magical practices. Just as the moon governs the tides of our ocean, many believe it influences the energies within and around us. This makes the moon a powerful ally in spell work, rituals, and even understanding ourselves better. A lunar witch is someone who has an innate sense of the ebb and flow of energy and emotions in themselves and others. They work to attune themselves to the lunar cycle. They may also focus on specific rituals for each moon phase, harnessing the unique energy it brings. They might feel deeply connected to nature and the rhythms of the earth. The moon's mysterious aura makes it a powerful tool for divinatory practices like tarot reading or scrying. Working with the moon's association with emotions and intuition, many moon witches possess healing capabilities, whether it's emotional healing or working with moon-infused herbal remedies. And there's so many more beautiful faucets you can tap into by honoring and working with the moon. Remember, you don't have to be a witch to do so. The moon also has ties with an agricultural connection. Many ancient communities time their planting and harvesting, sorry, harvest cycles based on the moon phases, acknowledging its tangible effects on the earth and its inhabitants. And I want to note here, I actually have met a group of people who worked with herbs to infuse spirits such as gin and others in Ireland. We were given a tour of the facility they have in Galway, Ireland. They told us how they practice going out on certain phases of the moon in order to harvest the herbs and plants needed. And they would do it all throughout Ireland, not just in outside of Galway, but they would go to like the Midlands and then they would go to like 
Cork and Waterford and just go to different places where they know these herbs grow in abundance and they would time it with the moon phases in which to harvest the herbs. And it was such an amazing thing. I didn't get to meet the owner, but I heard that she is such a person filled with knowledge of these types of practices and she doesn't have a book because that was the first thing I was asked. I was like, is there a book I can get my hands on? Because I'm like, this is amazing. Like, if we lived in Galway, we would probably have gone here once a week at least because they had a bar full of different infusions that all the bartenders were practicing and coming up with their own combination with the herbs. And they had their own distillery um I forget what they're called but to distill their own gins and their own vodkas and so they were playing around with different herbs and trying to come up with new combinations and it was absolutely magic and I cannot wait to get back to Ireland and go back there again because it was absolutely amazing Sometime I will remember the name of that place because we walked everywhere (laughs) when we were in Ireland and met so many amazing people. And so I'll try to remember. I will try to remember. But in this section, I want to end it with this quote that I absolutely love from Tea and Rosemary, one of the sources for this topic. And she says, It's a dance of light and shadow, of introspection and manifestation, all under the watchful gaze of our beautiful moon. Now, as we continue to dive further into this episode, we are digging into the eight main moon phases. Okay, now you try to say that eight times fast. Oof, that is a doozy. The moon takes 29 and a half days to completely move through its entire cycle, which is commonly referred to as a lunar month. These eight moon phases are the new moon, waxing crescent, first quarter, waxing gibbous, full, waning gibbous, last quarter, and waning crescent moon. To start off, the new moon a time for new beginnings and pure potential. The phase, the moon is entirely in shadow and its surface appears dark. It is virtually invisible to the naked eye. This phase is best for setting new intentions, planting metaphorical seeds and beginning new projects. A time for renewal and fresh starts The new moon energy can also be used for spells that call in energy as it can provide that extra little oof you might need. The suggested crystal is Labradorite. This crystal can help you regain energy, heal physically, and nourish your spirit. The affirmation that goes along with the new moon is, I am open to new beginnings. And a new moon spell. I'm just giving a little example of spells that you can use for each phase. So for the new moon, you can write down your goals, your desires, your intentions for the coming lunar cycle, and burn or bury them outside to harness and grow with the new moon energy. 
And a fun little fact, I actually do this one and I do enjoy it. I like getting down into my mind and writing down what it is I am working on, especially with the shop. But I've also, with my professional job as well, working with Purdue University, I've had some things come onto my plate that I am trying to work through and trying to work towards. And so even if it's not with my business, I'll even write about those goals and those intentions. And I'll just kind of let everything flow through me write it all down, and then I have a beautiful prayer urn that my mom and sister got for my birthday last year from an amazing ceramic artist who makes these prayer urns. And so I'll like bundle it up and I'll shove it (laughs) in there. And I like to, I don't, you don't have to do this, but I like to put a little incense in there as well. So it's not just the smell of burning paper, but I'll light, I'll put like curl the paper like in a little circle and then I'll put the incense in the middle or right next to it. And you want to do this with a something that is fire resistant. So either a bowl or some type of fireproof container so it won't break and it won't burn. And then I usually light my incense and get it, you know, good and burning. And then I'll light the paper. And as the paper's flame starts taking off, I'll blow out the incense. So then the smell, so it starts to release the scent more. And then that's just kind of how I do this ritual, but I absolutely love it. And I think it would be a fun one for you to try. Now moving on to the waxing crescent moon, a time for growth and determination. The phase, the moon is a thin silver crescent beginning to appear on the right side of the moon. It is the first visible phase as the moon starts to grow larger. It is best for taking initial steps toward the goals set during the new moon. Focus on building, growing, and laying down roots. Waxing phases are for spells focused on attracting energy, whether that's love, money, business opportunities, or communication. It is also a good time for self-improvement. The suggested crystal is citrine. It encourages motivation, creativity, and self-expression. You can hold it during the visualization exercises to focus your energy on growth and attracting what you desire. The affirmation that goes along with the waxing crescent moon is, I trust my path and take steps towards my dreams with confidence. And the spell that goes along with this phase is for prosperity. You can place a bowl of coins beside the front door of your house or office to attract wealth and abundance. Moving on to the first quarter moon, a time for action, decisions, and commitment. The phase, half of the moon is illuminated, forming a clear right-hand semicircle. This is the halfway point between the new moon and the full moon. It is best for taking action and overcoming obstacles. 
It is a time to make decisions and put in effort towards achieving goals. If you cast a spell or set intention at the noon or waxing crescent moon, the first quarter is a good time to evaluate how that is working. It is good to check in to see if there's anything you need to shift to help it along. The suggested crystal is clear quartz. It helps amplify energy and thought, aiding in clarity of the mind. The affirmation for the first quarter moon is, I trust myself and my decisions. The spell that also goes along with the first quarter is for career success. You will anoint a yellow candle with cinnamon oil and chant affirmations relating to your career goals while it burns. The waxing gibbous moon, a time for development, adjustment, and refinement. The phase, more than half the moon is illuminated, but it's not yet full. The illuminated part continues to grow, covering the right side of the moon's surface. The waxing gibbous is best for refinement and fine-tuning. Focus on adjustments, perseverance and aligning closer to your intentions. At this stage, your spell or manifestation should have gained momentum, and if meant to manifest, will be on its way towards this. The energy is big and can be intense during the waxing gibbous moon. The suggested crystal is clear quartz. It is a universal amplifier. You can use it to clarify your thoughts and prepare your mind for success. The affirmation for the waxing gibbous moon is, I am constantly improving, evolving, and moving closer to my true self. A waxing gibbous moon spell is for health and healing. You will charge a green or white candle with your healing intentions and let it burn for positive energy. Now we have arrived to the full moon. The phase, the entire face of the moon is illuminated, forming a bright, full circle. It is the only time when the moon appears as a complete disk in the sky. It is best for celebrating achievement, embracing gratitude, and engaging in self-reflection. It is a time to honor yourself and others and give thanks for the blessings in your life. During this time, energies and emotions are heightened. If your intuition is best then, it's a good time for divination using tarot cards, tea leaves, runes, pendulums, or your preferred tool. Any spell performed under the full moon will be the most intense and powerful. You can cast spells or intentions at this time that are either attracting or releasing, but be ready for things to move around if they do. The suggested crystal is Rainbow Moonstone. It is used for enhancing intuition and connecting to the divine feminine energy, resonates with the energy of the full moon. The affirmation that goes along with the full moon is, I celebrate my progress and I honor my journey. A full moon spell, for example, is for releasing. 
Write what you want to release on a paper and burn it in the full moon fire or flame to fully let go. And I just wanted to mention I do this one too. It's a lot like the new moon. I use my prayer and I write down what I'm releasing and I just kind of take my time pouring myself being very intentional and that's the important key is intention and you also want to kind of check your how your energies are because if you might be too distraught then maybe it's a time to rethink what you're working on and what you're casting or your intentions and it is okay to always sit out on one of these moon phases if it's just not hitting the right time for you but i love this moon full moon spell so check it out if you can Next is the waning gibbous moon. The phase, the moon starts to shrink and the illumination decreases on the right side. More than half is still visible, but is visibly smaller than the full moon. It is best for releasing and letting go of old patterns, habits, grudges, unhealthy relationships, and reflecting on lessons learned and expressing gratitude. The suggested crystal is rose quartz as it symbolizes love and compassion. You can use it to practice gratitude and share love with others during this phase. The affirmation that goes along with the waning gibbous is, I let go of what no longer serves me with gratitude and grace. A waning gibbous moon spell is for cleansing, for example. You'll cleanse your space and yourself with sage or some other local herbs such as mugwort or cedar. Set the intention to remove any lingering negative energy and ask for clarity on the path ahead. And I just want to note here is whenever you want to sage or use sacred smoke, you don't have to always use sage. And I have some amazing, I'm a little plugged for myself because I'm super excited to work with them. And I, the name is escaping me, so I'm kicking myself right now for that. But I am working with an amazing person in her business who source ethically and responsibly in order to create sacred smoke and cleansing bundles and like the main properties, one is cedar, the other one's eucalyptus, the other one is rosemary, and then the other one, I, it's escaping me as well. I think it's another cedar or something like that, but it also goes to show that you don't, every time that you sage or you smoke cleanse or you use sacred smoke, it does not have to always be sage. And we'll get into that in a different episode. So a little cliffhanger there. But I do love using sacred smoke. Next is the last quarter moon. The phase, half of the moon is illuminated, forming a clear left-handed semicircle. It is the mirror image of the first quarter. It is best for a time to pause and reflect on how your intentions are going. Some witches believe it's a good time for removing obstacles. So cutting cords with someone could be something you could do 
during this phase, reflecting on the past cycle, forgiving yourself and others, and letting go of remaining burdens. The suggested crystal is amethyst. It is known for its calming and soothing energies, aiding in meditation and spiritual growth. The affirmation for the last quarter moon is, I release with love and prepare for new beginnings. A last quarter moon spell, for example, for releasing ties, is you want to write down a tie or attachment you wish to be free from on a piece of paper. This can involve a person, situation, habit, or thought pattern. Sprinkle a pinch of black salt on it and fold it up completely. Burn the paper in a fireproof dish and scatter the ashes somewhere far away. Our last phase that we'll be talking about is the waning crescent moon. The phase is the moon continues to shrink, leaving a thin silver crescent on the left side. It is the last visible phase before returning to the new moon. It is best for surrendering to the natural flow of life and resting and rejuvenating your energy. When it comes to releasing spells, the waning crescent is when the energy is the strongest. If your efforts haven't taken a hold yet, use this phase to give things that you need to let go of their final push. The suggested crystal is again the amethyst as it promotes rest and spiritual rejuvenation. You can place it near your bed or meditate it with it to align with the relaxing energies of this phase. The affirmation for the waning crescent moon is, I surrender to the flow of life and embrace the restorative power of rest. A waning crest moon spell, for example, is a cord cutting spell. You can visualize yourself cutting energetic cords that are tethering you to relationships, habits, or situations you need closure from. Releasing these will allow a fresh start with the next new moon. As we are wrapping up this episode, I also wanted to remind you that if I say anything that doesn't resonate with you, you do not need to feel obligated to do what I've researched for each moon phase. This is the most important part of your magic and craft is that it is yours and you are the one in control of what you do. Please, If you do want to work on spells during the phase, first check in with yourself and do a little inventory of your emotions and your feelings and what is pushing your motivations for these spells. And see if you're mentally as well as physically prepared, as this can also affect your intention in spellcasting. And above all, enjoy your practice. Okay, so now as we are all wrapped up for the episode, and I hope you enjoyed it because I really, really enjoyed this week's episode. And so we are going to do an oracle card poll. So I am currently, I am 
what is the word? <laughs> Mixing? Uh, I don't, I can't think of the word right now. Shuffling, there we go. I am shuffling this card deck. And this card deck this week is the Green Witches Oracle deck. And it is... Uh, the subtitle is Embrace the Wisdom and Insight of Natural Magic. It is the author Aaron Murphy Hiscock and is illustrated by Sarah Richard. And if you have not seen this deck or if you don't own it yet, uh, run, don't walk. <laughs> it is absolutely beautiful. I, I'm... Uh, I'm obsessed with this deck. I've wanted it for a while now. And so I finally was like, okay, well, now that I'm including Oracle card pulls at the end of my deck, I'm like, I can splurge on a couple of new decks. So this is one of my new ones. I have now, what is it? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six... Now I have six Oracle card decks. Now I got seven is the Green Witches Oracle deck. And I got eight, which maybe I'll share with you next week. I It's another beautiful one that I just had to get my hands on. And then for my first show, I did really, really well. So I gifted myself another Oracle deck from an artist that I absolutely love so hopefully when that comes in I will share that one with you as well okay so this week's card is the oak tree power courage strength and it's uh, these cards are literally just so beautiful like ah uh, and then like what each of them means they are just written so beautifully like the this is just a power oracle card deck that you need in your life oh my gosh i can just go through the whole deck and just stare at them there's so much detail Ugh, i love them so beautiful run don't walk <laughs> so the oak tree power courage strength card meaning the oak tree is a popular symbol of strength. The wood is dense and durable, reliable and long-lasting. This tree symbolizes power and bravery, bravery, sorry, telling you that you can stand up to whatever storm is on the horizon. The mighty oak begins as a tiny acorn. It is reassuring to know that something so immense and strong started out as something you can hold between two fingers. Not only does it remind us that small things can yield huge results, it also reminds us that growing takes time. Rapid growth uses energy to reach a goal quickly. Slow growth uses energy to ensure stable, strong development. The oak tree card urges you to be brave and to stand strong. Oh, so beautiful. And especially how we were just getting done talking about the moon and its immense, beautiful power and how you can bring working with the moon into your practice and how each of the phases have different 
parts of magic that you can use to incorporate into your life. So just like the oak tree, you can work on something through the whole moon cycle, and that is a slow and steady, stable energy move. Or if you need to work on something a little snappier, like you need to understand that with something that's going to manifest so fast, you are going to have to put a lot of energy and work into it. So I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode, and I hope you have enjoyed it and maybe found some inspiration or something of value. I hope you enjoyed this episode diving into each of the moon phases and discovering the different types of magic they hold. There is so much you can do with the moon as well that fits your practice and your personality. Please help support the podcast by liking, reviewing, and downloading episodes, and please tell your friends. You can let me know if you have any recommendations on topics or stories you would like to share in your listener stories. You can submit all those at cronebydesign.com and click on the Submit Stories for Podcast tab and fill out the form. You can find me, the podcast, and my shop at cronebydesign.com. If you are interested in more information on how you can become a sponsor of the podcast, please reach out to me at cronebydesignpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, everyone. I will see you next week, and please be safe out there.